With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Night. That's very sultry, isn't it, for a, uh, for a Monday afternoon. We're going to... We're going to do a bit of Q&A now, a bit of question time. Kez has got five quick-fire questions that he's going to throw over, and we're just going to chew the fat for the next five minutes. Keza, what do you got? Yeah, we're still, we're still tossing up a name for this, so I thought we could go on the ring and do a bit of Five for Life. <laughs> okay, A bit of sure. play on Five for Life. Five or, for or Life. Five for the win. I don't five know. Five for I the win. Know. We'll come up with it. Hey, Sammy, first question. How about them Bruins, eh? Off the back of your NHL chat. Are you yeah. trying to curse them? Is that what you're trying to do? Do you think that I don't the Bruins that. can go buy into that? Now, such look, great it's records still, broken this year, It still grates me that back in 2019, um, I text Martin Devlin, uh, a friend of mine, and I said, um, we, had, we had won the first round, and I said, um, mate, I'm looking at flights. And that's the worst thing I could have said because, of course, Devlin, every single game the Bruins played, booked those flights, booked those flights. Then, of course, they lose uh, to um, the St. Louis Blues in Game 7 at the TD Garden in Boston. Heartbreaking. So never again, kids, will I allow anyone to curse my Bruins, although I am nervous because all the all the history suggests that even though you break all the records, you don't win the Stanley Cup. The, the Red Wings did it, I think, in 92. Tampa did it in 2019. But I'm, I'm listening to Dan Rosen, who said this Bruins team's different. I mean, we had an unbelievable season. 64, 65 wins, which was the, the most ever in an NHL season of 82 games. I mean, that's ridiculous. Um, and the most points scored, so that's overtime losses combined with wins. Um, and we had all sorts of individuals break records. So uh, it's my favourite team, Kez, up there with the Warriors. Um, and I'd love for the Bees to lift the Stanley Cup again. Hey, look, keeping it on uh, keeping it on Warriors, but not the uh, the mighty one New Zealand Warriors. It reminds me a little bit of the Golden State Warriors, Sammy. 73 and 9. Steph Curry breaks all the records. Yep. Going to the finals. And it I means don't know, nothing. The bronze 3-1 comeback just sounds better. It just has a little bit of a ring to it. It means doesn't nothing it? unless you win. And the Bulls no. won, didn't they, when they went 70. Did they do 73? 72, 72, 72 and 10. And 10. Yeah, yeah, and they and went the on and won. They went on and won that. Um, yeah, well, that sounds a whole lot better with a. It's got a little bit of a ring to it. Yeah, you have to have the it. ring to, to make it count. And. Um, Although, you know, people look at the NBA, so they look at the Bruins and go, oh, you know, they won 64 games. Well, you know, the Golden State Warriors won 73. I think it's a totally ball game. Like, the NHL is like the NRL. It's so hard. Every team is competitive. Every team, like, lowest team can beat the top team on any given day, and it's so physical. You know, they're playing 82 games of essentially rugby, right? Like we talk about rugby players only playing once a week. Go out there and try and play an ice hockey game. It is so physically demanding on your legs, on your upper body. Then you throw in some hits. You're hitting the ice, which is basically concrete. It's um, it's a tough game, very tough game. Yeah, I think we'd all love to see Steph Curry and LeBron uh, drop the gloves and, and have a one-out <laughs> uh, on, the, on the Golden State logo. Mate. Sort out a lot of issues. Yeah, I don't think we're going to have that. Uh, Sammy, hey, I know you're a big league guy. Yes. We're talking about the Broncos earlier. Adam Reynolds, he plays for the Broncos, doesn't he? He does. He's come out and said that he'd love to coach at the club once he's done retired. I remember him in a, in a bit of a rabbit's jersey, but yep. it's all right. He wants to carry on in coaching. My question to you is, do you think that he could become the greatest Bronco of all time if he had a successful coaching career? Um, that's... I don't, I don't know if I'd say he's the greatest Bronco of all time. There's been some some big names um, at the Broncos over the year when you think of the, you know, the Darren Lockyers, um, Alfie Langer as well. Um, he's the real Bronco, isn't he? Gordon Tallis, Sam Thiday. Um No, but see, Adam Reynolds, 
I think would be a great coach. He is the best kicker in the NRL, hands down. He's the best short kicking game. Um, I remember hearing a story of how he used to walk to school as a kid and kick the ball into the rubbish bins as he walked along the road. I mean, he just has it on a string. And I think he'd be a great coach just for, for teaching you know young halves um, how to manage the game. Um, I don't think, though, that would make him the best Bronco. And you're right, I think he's more known as a Rabideau. I mean, that's where he spent majority of his of his career. Um, it all depends. You know, if he wins an NRL title as a player and then goes and wins one of their coach, different conversation. But I think he's got to do that first. So Nice. Okay, there we go. Short and sharp. He's saying, I know we're, we're big TV guys, right? We love TV series and we love to talk about them. And, and I binge-watched one over the weekend that I, I think you'd love if you haven't seen it already. Amazon Prime, it's called Jury Duty. Have you ever heard of it? Jury Duty, like as in, you know... Like the literal um, Jury Duty. Yeah. I, I don't know how they make a TV show out of that, but I've never seen it. Fantastic. I'll give you the concept quickly and yep. you tell me if it's something you'd like. Sure. So they get, uh, they get I don't know how many people is in a jury, that's a bad start. So they get 12 <laughs> people, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. And they say, hey, we're going to do a documentary about, uh, for the people in America, how jury process works. So they go, okay, that's awesome. So there's about 100 people in the room. Everyone is a fake, is a hired actor, and everyone's in on it except for one guy. Wow! And so they go through this whole jury duty. Every episode's out Friday, and basically just just freak this guy out, thinking all this crazy stuff and, and all this stuff happening. And he just thinks that they're filming a documentary about juries, and he's going, "Guys, I'm going to make a movie about this movie about jury duty because it's just crazy." <laughs> and there's like a famous actor in it who's in X Men and everything, and he's going, "Dude, I know you from somewhere," wow. and he's just being that a actually, dick. That that sounds. Very much it's, like my cup of tea. Okay, this is why I thought you'd like it. Yeah. It's got just the right amount of cringe. So it's okay. not like so unbearable that you can't watch it. Yeah. But it's it's got enough where you're just like, oh, imagine I being that, that bloke in that spot. Yeah, so I yeah, jury, right, jury, jury duty. I'm putting it on the list. Jury duty. It's on Amazon. All right. Hey, I thought we'd round it out very quickly with a yes or no. Daytime rugby. Uh, we saw it with the Chiefs and the Canes over the weekend. Are you a fan? Do you prefer oh, daytime rugby mate, over nighttime it's rugby? No, it's an absolute no-brainer. And if um, if they want crowds to come back to the ground for Super Rugby, they have to have afternoon rugby. I get uh, the point that was made earlier. Uh, it might have been, or oh, I can't remember who texted that in, sorry, but they said, uh, you know, it's all about the broadcasters and Sky wants it at night. I do get that. Um, but look, if, if they want any crowd, any sizable crowds to return to rugby, I think they have to go to the afternoon. It's better for families. It's better with the weather, especially as we get into winter. Um, and yeah, you still, um, as somebody else mentioned, you still get your evenings on a Saturday night, which is what a lot of people want as well, to go to events and catch up with friends, etc. So yeah, I'm a big fan of afternoon rugby put me down as a yes there we go I just went five rounds wow. one for one Oof. with the great bang, one bang, bang. and I call five it a draw and I call it a draw Kez I call it a draw